The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Zisisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Hello, welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. You guys, I'm joined right now by the one and only Sammy Colbert. Hello. Hello. We are here at our parents' house. We were home for Thanksgiving this week and we're still home. I'm going back to LA this week um, after the weekend. And Sammy was also with me when I did the Tonight Show this week. I did the Tonight Show this past Monday with Jeremy Renner and Kristen Chenoweth. Sammy and Jackie and Julian were there and it was really fun. And we had a really good time, right? It was pretty cool. It, I mean, I had went the first time that she was on, but this time it felt so much more like real in a way. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like... What? What do you mean by that? Like, because the first time it was like, I was like passing out the whole time because like my sister was on the Tonight Show and like every time I like saw like Jimmy Fallon or like someone I would like... The microphone, by the way, is not under your face. It's over here okay. above your shoulder. Every time I saw like any of the other people that were on or even like you saying hi to the roots, I was just like having like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But this time I was like, okay, like let me like take this all in a little bit more without like being so starstruck by it. You know what I mean? And you felt you were able to do that. So I felt like I was able to digest the experience more. Okay. You did go to the bathroom and then when Jimmy Fallon, uh, when you came back from the bathroom, Jimmy Fallon was in the dressing room and you did seem a little nervous and out of sorts about that. Were you? Yeah. I mean, that definitely caught me off guard. I was coming back from the bathroom and he was just like, in the doorway talking to you guys. So I couldn't even like get back into the room. I had to like hover. And what did you say? I had to hover next to him. Mm-hmm. And I definitely blocked out while saying something. And it, mm-hmm. it was along the lines of, look who showed up while I was gone. Yeah, you said, well, look who it is or something. Yeah, like something mm-hmm. weird about like him appearing. Because I didn't know what to do because I just was like them like awkwardly like hovering next to him. Like I didn't think it was awkward. I thought you were great. No, but like if I hadn't like I couldn't just like roll up and not say something like he was clearly like blocking the doorway like I would just be like standing like to the side of him. Do you know what I mean? You mean you mean socially you mean you didn't you could have just sat stood in the hallway, but that felt weirder to you. It would have been weirder if I showed up silently and didn't say anything. Yeah, you were just going to be normal and he was there. Yeah. You wanted to proceed with spending time with us. Yes. And being normal. 
And so, yeah, that was fun. I thought you were fine. I could tell you were nervous, but you, I thought, did a good job. I'm laughing that we're talking about me being nervous when you were on The Tonight Show. <laughs> well, I this time I wasn't as nervous. I definitely wasn't as nervous. I felt anxious, but last week was my first week at this program called Atlas, my first weekend. And I had some pretty big realizations at this program. And I know we've talked about it since, Sammy. And I know I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times. But it is what I would describe as like a activating your potential, kind of emotionally streamlining yourself program. And I really felt that I was able to minimize my anxiety or like, and basically just live in the present moment in a way that I previously have never been able to. I mean, yeah, that's... Are you even in this present moment? Because you look spaced the fuck out. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm You're here. gone, gone, no, going, I'm just going, taking, gone. This I'm is just, a home run. No, I'm just taking it in. Okay, yeah. I'm I mean, thinking about your experience being more present and how like that's really monumental and like being able to pull yourself in. Is it ice cream cone? <laughs> what? The way that I'm holding the microphone? The microphone. It's like a foot away from you and you're about to lick it. No, you told me to keep it in a position that was like good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm worried because I don't have my headphones. I can't No, check. this is how I would, yeah, eat an ice cream cone. So uh-huh. it, that seems like appropriate. Yeah. Um, how do you hold mics? Not the way that you would eat an ice cream cone? Uh, I don't know. I just notice when people record on the podcast, sometimes they really don't know how to hold the mic. Well, sometimes they think you, you always hold the mic like here. Yeah. You think out of the two of us, the nurse and the stand-up comedian, the stand-up comedian <laughs> doesn't know how to hold the no, mic. No, I'm not saying you don't know how to hold no, that mic. No, it totally makes I'm... sense. You give me tips on how to hold the mic. That makes much more sense according to our experience, backgrounds, professions. I was just, just saying an observation I have. No, an ob- I understand. I understand. You're telling me you don't hold the mic there when you talk with a mic. Well, they can't see you. So how are you going to put that into words? Don't worry about them. Hold the, No, I am worried about them. I am worried about the listeners right now. I am certainly worried about the listeners. I'm not thinking about entertaining you. Don't worry about them for a second. <laughs> when you look at a photo, everybody go Google right now. Allie Colbert. Yeah, some I hold the mic show, too close to my mouth. So you can see where she holds the mic. You think I hold it too close to my mouth? Not too close. It sounds fine. Like you always have fine volume. It just naturally appears as if you're holding it close to your mouth often. Really? Yeah. That's interesting because... It, I think I do hold it too close to my mouth sometimes. But I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I don't like holding it like far away. It doesn't feel as connected. I think stand-up comedians often hold it where I hold it. Well, maybe that's just the most comfortable and that's like what happens. But from an outside perspective, like I hold it like do I'm I, eating I, an ice cream Maybe cone. I block my face too much with the mic. I don't think you block it. I just always, it looks like it's a part of your face always. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to think about that. I think I need to lower the mic a bit. I consciously had to lower the mic a little on Fallon. Anyway, it was a really fun set. I felt very in the moment. It was really fun to have you and Jackie and Julian there. And then, I'm sorry, are you bored? <laughs> no, are you why? drumming on the table? I'm not drumming. So, and then Kristen Chenoweth was on the show. And she was like, Kristen Chenoweth follows me on Instagram. So we're like very close. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the show also. And we like rendezvoused in the hallway. And she was so sweet. And I know I'm tiny, but my God, is she tiny. She and was small. She was bite-sized. She, she was a doll. I love her. She was just such a sweetie. Didn't get to meet Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye. I, I really wanted to meet him. You did? What did you want to say to him? Just like just I'm- Just stare at him too? Su- yeah, obviously. I'd stare, stare at him. him from the hallway? Oh, but I'd stare at him so hard from the hallway. Yeah. Really? You think he's hot? I am like such a Marvel, like 
like nerd when it comes to like anything that has to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU for short, for those who are Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. I like that. That is like, that was like very starstruck for me to Why see someone you, that When I did love. you become so obsessed with Marvel? Because I know you're all obsessed with Marvel in my family, but I don't know where I was because I didn't get infected with this. Well, I started watching it when I was like home from college, my senior year of, um, like I had always seen like a couple like movie episodes or like, I mean episodes, like movies in like the MCU era. I had seen- (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Beautifully said. No, but I had seen a couple movies, but I had started watching it in like timeline and chronological order, Mm -hmm. which allows you to really understand the movies as a greater, Mm -hmm. like as a whole instead of individually. Mm -hmm. And I became really into it. I got really obsessed with it. I made mom and dad watch it in timeline order. I just feel like a lot of people are unsubscribing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you made mom and dad watch it in timeline I order. I made Jackie watch it in timeline order. Yeah. And it's just great. If you've seen it, you would know. It's just, Sometimes action, I like get tired. I fall asleep during action. Like James Bond even, when he's like moving around so much, I'm like, oh, I'm getting exhausted of this. Oh no, that like, if it's an action movie, I'm entertained. And that's coming from a girl with ADD. Action movies hook me. Wow. Is that because it's like, oh, every minute you get something new? It's just like there's so much to keep looking at that you can't (laughs) lose focus because every time you're about to lose focus, it's like there's Mm -hmm. something else specifically designed to draw your focus. So what are your most boring movies? Well, personally, I hate horror movies Mm. because one, besides the fact that I'm afraid and I'm genuinely a pussy when it comes to this and like I'm scared hard to believe considering you like your last episode was about how your roommate was a ghost right (laughs) (laughs) no but like it just like freaks me out like all that stuff really freaks me out I just feel like don't invite that energy right but on top of that I find that horror movies kind of follow this theme where it's like they're almost really, really calm until suddenly they're not okay so basically your personality (laughs) (laughs) If I'm understanding. Yeah. They're like so <laughs> chill until suddenly they're so not all right. So anymore. you at every dinner I've ever gone to? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's just freaky. It's like you're you're afraid. You don't to know what to expect. You're afraid to pay attention. You, you'll pay too much attention. Then you're losing focus. You're falling asleep. Boom, something's happening. Like you don't know how comfortable you can get. I can't get comfortable. Right. And I need to get comfortable. Mm. I have to really dive into it. Right. Like, if it's a wrong... You really have, like, boy... I mean, conventionally male movie, like, top movies. Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, I know, is, like... I would say Harry Potter's pretty gender neutral. But when I think Star Wars and I think Marvel, not to gender Marvel and Star Wars, but it certainly feels like a less of a feminine pursuit. Yeah. Marvel Marvel specifically. Marvel is not my thing at all. I understand how you would... Yeah. Think that. Yeah. It, I mean, it comes off like that, but… But it's not at all. It's not. Yeah. So the reason you were on Hinge for women is nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm joking. So Sammy, sometimes I ask Sammy if I can see your Hinge profile. And… This is a game we play. It's, well, it's not a game. It's just your life. And I like to look at what's But Allie on. will like go on and want to like edit my like answers and like put like funny things today… She made um, one of those voice recording memos. It's mm-hmm. like the new thing on Hinge. Yeah, I like that feature. It's really fun. And you Allie, can play an audio call. Allie made the prompt. Um, Dating me is like. And take it away, Al. What'd you say? 
uh, was like dating me is like, and then you hit play and I went, bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> I just thought it was fun. Like we just had some fun ones and I like going through, like, I like seeing, first of all, I never get to see guys really on dating apps. So it's, I mean, so I, she likes to play. I like to see like what they're saying and she how they're. She likes to swipe. She likes to form some funny it's messages. It's informational. I, it's educational. Yeah, I like to think of something creative and fun to start a conversation. Create something that feels magical. That feels exciting. And then I was just curious what like it would be like if Sammy changed her profile to women. So we did that for like a minute, but like whatever. It was basically over by the time it began. DOA dead upon arrival. <laughs> and anyway. It was it was fun, but I really do like giving dating profiles a facelift. I think you have a good dating profile. Feels very authentic. It feels very you. I think a lot of dating profiles, like the boys, almost every boy had the same. The boys, the men, all the men had the same reply. They say something along the lines of the way to win me over is sarcasm, or I'm really into sarcasm. Men always say they're into sarcasm. Men actually don't understand sarcasm. I've never met a man that actually is sort of fluent. And I know this is like a coffee mug, but really adept at understanding sarcasm. That's never the case. Usually if you're sarcastic with a man, he gets very angry and looks like he'll hit you. So I have no (laughs) idea why all of these men on social media are saying that they like sarcasm. Well, who's a sarcastic guy? I've never met a guy that like is really... I find often that they like to pretend that they're more interested in like sarcasm or like things being funny like that when they're really not. But you know what I hate? It's like, there's a lot of these guys. I'm thinking about a very specific type of guy and maybe you'll understand what I'm describing. But I'm thinking of this kind of poorly educated or like like poorly cultured frat boy who says that he's sarcastic or identifies as sarcastic because he thinks there's something edgy and like dangerous about that. But really... He's just an asshole who's not clever. And it's very easy to be a dick and then say, I'm sarcastic. And it's like, you're not sarcastic. You're a drunk fucking pig. I do. I res- you know what I'm talking about. I, I, um, I totally resonate with the idea of a guy being a dick and trying to play it off as sarcasm. That I find comes, comes around often. But it's not even clever. It's just like... Dudes are rude. No, they'll and just be rude and douchey, then and they're like, you'll, I'm be, you'll be like, what's like, what you don't like a sense of humor? Yeah, you'll be like, what is that? And they'll be like, take a joke, and it's just like gaslighting to the max. Yeah, it's like that's not sarcastic at all. I just like, and I think that's why it's so refreshing when a guy has a really good sense of humor and not like so much like attention grabbing, like pointing to your dick. Like I'm not talking about that when like a guy has like a clever, refreshing social commentary. Like it's so nice because so many guys just do the same thing over and over again and like oh my god it's just like I know we say women people are like women all they talk about women comedians are just talk about like blowjobs and stuff and their periods or something I don't know they just pigeonhole women but Mm -hmm. I feel this so strongly for men that men just like hang their hat on the same joke over and over it's so exhausting yeah you not think so no like same like genre of of jokes same like type of punchlines. Yeah, like, oh, I do like, this when I'm drunk. Yeah, oh, like, when I'm drunk. When yeah, I'm, I'm drunk sexualizing women with their friends. Yeah, like I've heard my grandpa Alvin tell what he considers to be like many jokes throughout his lifetime. They're all just like, just like <laughs> sexualizing women. Yeah, no, it's like, just like, oh, here's a joke about a woman with big tits. Here's a joke about a woman with a big ass. Here's a joke about a woman with a big problem. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's always the same fucking thing. You yeah, know, absolutely. 
But so we did the hinge thing for a minute and I found out about this that there was like uh, I didn't know this the locks club is like a new dating app I guess it sounds like well you tell me what it is Sammy I don't like know exactly because I'm I'm not on it yeah not for a lack of trying my application has yet to be accepted yeah if you're hearing this and you have any <laughs> but I have a girlfriend who is has been on it for a while and it's just like a dating app for Jewish people, but you have to be like recommended. It's like one of, just like one of those like, you know, dating apps that requires like authorization of like your background to be on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and just what's to, that one that's like, you have to have like a certain income or something? The league. Yeah, like It's not true though. You don't have to upload like your bank statements. Like it says that, but it just has you put in like, I remember the league was like, put in like your salary from this, like it was 50 to 75,000, 75 to 100, 100 to 125, 150 plus. It's like, they're not verifying. I guess you, they're just trusting that you put in your... Tr why? I don't even... That seems ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. But, but the Locks Club, by the way, when I read about it, it it did say that like... I know it has a Jewish... It's like a Jewish emphasis, but you don't have to be Jewish to be in the Locks Club. In the same way that you don't have to be Jewish to be on J-Swipe. Obviously, my time is... It's not my time to do the Locks Club. But of course, I am curious if I would be accepted. So a part of me wants to apply just to see if I would be accepted. Although I'm sure I would be accepted because I'm an incredible candidate for something like the Locks Club. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not in a position to be downloading the Locks Club. I did have Raya for a while. I have Raya now that I use for friends. Um, and as Tucker said, you can change that with one quick swipe. Did he say that? Something like that because you can always hit it on or off. But I found that those newer dating apps... Like, I think dating apps still need a bit of an update. I know, I know a ton of you out there are straight. I believe it. But when you have to, like, Raya has, like, no portfolio of people that are really LGBTQ. And, like, all of the profiles are, like, inactive profiles that are just, like, it's just such a bad app. And I... Feel, I don't... I, I find feel like most of them kind of It's amazing that there's so many and they're all so bad. Like, there's still space for a better app. Yeah. There really is. And, but there, it's interesting the ones they do where they're like, film a video of yourself or like, this one's like TikTok. This one, I mean, it even hinge at the voice memos. It's like, all right, at a certain point, it's like, you hear their voice, you see their photo. It's like, what? let's leave some for the first date. What else do you do? You feel how their, their penis feels in you if you click this <laughs> promo button? They send you a life-size silicone copy anyway. I don't know. For me, I find it really hard to match with people on dating apps though because I'm just like, I find it like a, there obviously there's initial attraction, you know, with people, but I find it really hard to actually be interested in anyone if I don't know them. And I find it hard for me to want to continue having like a conversation via text with them. Well, do you just go? I mean, and I need to do this episode with and I to, I've talked about doing this episode with Julian like a hundred times where I'm going to like explain how to date because I think people really like are confused. But I think that's that's one of the biggest things I would say is that. You can't stay in the talking phase on the app for too long. And once you get the number, you can't stay talking over text for more than like a day. Yeah. I mean, you have to immediately basically want to see the person. I mean, we're not pen palling around for like three weeks texting. Hi, how are you? Good night. Good morning. Good morning. Good night. I don't like these good morning. Good night, buddies. No, it's like I don't even know you. And you're like texting me at like random hours of the day. Like, how are you? Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, don't I don't know. know. Let's like get a drink. Yeah. How are you? Like, I'm like, working you, right now. Yeah, like, I don't know. Isn't that weird that they like text you at those hours? Yeah, I like will randomly get a text message from someone being like, so like, how's your day been? I'm like, 
you probably like you don't actually know anything about the ins and outs of my life. You're like, how's your day been? Other than me saying good. How about nothing, who am I? Yeah, there's nothing that's gonna like really trigger. Where am I from? Do you know anything about me? Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. I just find it really. But it is kind of fun. It's it's fun on a very surface level though. Yeah, like I, it's fun to mess around on it. Yeah, and like with like me and you like messing around on it. Like I find that enjoyable and like entertaining. Yeah, but, like most of the people that I match with will it will barely get like another response out of me. Right. I mean, there's a really good, uh, women are particularly, and I know this from the other side, but women are so hard to get to reply. It is incredible. It's like comedy clubs. Once you get passed at a comedy club, there's no guarantee you'll get booked. In the same way, once you match with a girl, there's no guarantee you'll get the date. Matching is phase one. Matching is stage one. You still have to get to level two. You have to get to the date. Just because you matched with the person it is so not game over. You have to match. You have to get to the date. You have to get through the date. Get through the date. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is big. You have to be able to follow don't up think after the date you match. correctly. Just, don't think because you match. Okay, now I can be myself. Early <clears throat> stages. Yeah. Once you match, you're still playing the game. Do not just be yourself right when you match. You have to fake it and lie, 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 lie until you trick them into thinking you are a good candidate. Once you do that, you keep that going for three to four months. They're in love with you. The chemicals are off in their brain. You let the guard down, show them who you really are. It's a monster. They're trapped. <laughs> that is how you date to condense. However, though, I see this happening a lot and I, I experienced this a lot when I was on Apps with Women. I would message a woman and they would just like not respond. You have to, boys, when you're out here, I'm going to tell you this. You can message more than once. I wouldn't make it more than twice. You can do one message. If they don't reply, you can follow up. Sometimes they don't reply. Sometimes they forget. It's true. It's so true. Women, I do not think this is the case. I think if a man doesn't reply to you, he doesn't like you. Don't message back. Sorry if that's not a feminist pr perspective. Men are... This is, this is how society has conditioned me to be. So unless we're trying to change... I don't know if I agree with that. Unless we're trying to change the patriarchy right now and fuck the patriarchy, let's change the rules. This is what I think. You have to catch women. I think in general, women want to be pursued. They want to feel like you're in control. They want to know that you have an agenda. It feels hot. It feels sexy. You have to completely take control. Set the whole fucking thing up. Don't be one of these losers. You make the reservation or when are you... Say, I'm free Thursday. When when uh when am I taking you out? Seven, eight, nine. I have a reservation. This is where you live. Okay, I'll pick a place right around there. Yeah, totally. Like just fucking do it. All you That's need to get huge. laid is have open table. Make a dinner reservation. Put it in her neighborhood. This is not hard, you guys. <laughs> one reservation, one dinner check. Women, it's a whole other story. You have to play a much more intricate game than that. Men, you need to shower and pay for dinner, and listen, and listen for the most part. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Look, I never said it's easy to be a woman. That's the name of the podcast. Never it's said it's easy to be a woman. But yeah, so there's these guys that message Sammy and it's fun to message back and like play with them. But men say the same thing over and over again. Sammy, how would you rate our Thanksgiving? I'd say it was like 6.5. Out of 10? Yeah. Well, where did we go wrong for you? I was not impressed with the turkey. I never like turkey. I know you don't like turkey. Turkey but sucks. For me, Thanksgiving, I like eating my turkey on Thanksgiving. You I'm not, do? I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying. Tastes like dry chicken. Well, that's why, that's why the turkey is bad. That's why the turkey was bad. Is turkey ever delicious? It's turkey. Okay, have you ever had a good roast chicken? Yeah, but even then, I'm like, I'd rather have pizza. 
Okay, but every once in a while you have a good roast chicken. Sure, yeah. And every once in a while you can have a good roast turkey. It's just like turkey. Not still, like, when we got a twenty-pound turkey and we roast it for, you know, however many hours, and we don't put enough butter on that bad boy. <laughs> so you're saying the lack of butter and it was lack of time. Let me tell you right now that Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. It's our uncle that was not really our uncle, but we call him our uncle. Mm-hmm. Was at the house uh, yesterday and this morning. He told me how he made his turkey. How do you make it? And I've never been more impressed with with someone's ability to make a turkey. He How made, he he made the sound incredible. Let's hear. You use a technique called butterflying the turkey. It's when you remove the basically spinal column of mm-hmm. the turkey. <laughs> you flip the turkey over and you like press it down so that it's more in like a butterfly shape than like, an up, like a an up intense turkey. This is so violent. And he made a delicious garlic like chive butter mm. and he lathered the turkey in it. And injected the turkey with like butter. Okay. Literally mm-hmm. like took a syringe and injected it. Yeah. And then he smoked the turkey. And was it good? And he said it was the juiciest, most delicious turkey. And I think he has pretty good taste. He's been coming and cooking at our house since I was little. He takes our leftover foods and he makes them into something, something better. Just to be clear, he only takes our leftovers and cooks them the next the day after Thanksgiving. He doesn't often come to our house, find our leftovers <laughs> and create a meal with them. But the day after Thanksgiving, he usually sleeps over on Thanksgiving and he'll make like a pie out of all the leftover like Thanksgiving or stuff. Or like a soup or like he, he'll Turkey figure soup. out some way to, to make our leftovers in like the day after Thanksgiving into a better meal than Thanksgiving. He always was. He always is able to. Yeah. So, okay. So the turkey, so is the turkey the full three and a half points that you took off Thanksgiving? So the turkey, <laughs> the turkey, <laughs> the turkey for me being bad, the main portion of this day Lacking? You consider the turkey the main portion of the thing. What's the main? Day. What's the main thing that everyone sits down for? Family time. <laughs> we sit down for turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, it's family time. I mean, I know that it's family time. <laughs> but when people come together and they say, "We're sitting down. We're sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner for turkey." Yeah, just saying. Okay, so you gave how much off for the turkey? So you got at least two points off for the turkey. Wow, two That's- full points. That is absolutely insane. Two full points. Okay. No, you know what? I'm going to say two full points for the meal in general. No, because no, no. Our no. Meal Don't was walk bad. back because you're scared of the intensity. Hold true to your thing. Two not, points not, for turkey. It's fine. fine. Two points for Live the turkey. Live in this fear. Half a point for the fact that the banana cream pie that I was going to make, we didn't have heavy cream. The dessert I was waiting for the entire month leading up to Thanksgiving was not ready in time. So you're taking half a point off for yourself? No. You're penalizing mom yourself. used all my heavy cream. So you're penalizing mom. <laughs> yeah. Mom used your heavy cream, yeah. so you're losing the day loses a point five. Half a point. So right now we're down two point five points. Okay, so seven point five. So I'm at seven point five. We only got one point left. And what's that one point? Half the point was lost by my grandma. Okay, so <laughs> how did she lose it? <laughs> my grandma lost half a point when she kept like dropping food like near me or like out of her mouth while talking to me. <laughs> so you so you deducted her points. I deducted half a point for the sheer grossness that it was to have to like hug her and her like kiss my cheeks. Okay. I'm you, being honest. She was drooling while kissing my cheeks. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So right there is seven, seven. points down. Yeah. Now I'm going to take off uh, 0.75 points. For an incident that happened 
on Thanksgiving night, which will not be talked about in the podcast. <laughs> okay. They're going to be curious. So can you just summarize without being specific? A social there was dilemma a, there with, was a, some sort with of, a relative. <laughs> a social dilemma that happened with a couple of the relatives. That but I don't think they listen. I hope they don't listen. I don't think they do. But okay, we're not going to summarize. We'll, we'll just say, and you can hear exclusively what happened on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there was a bit of a breakdown with Sammy and one of the relatives, inspired by one of the relatives' inebriated slurring. <laughs> and um, the rest of my relatives were not helping the situation. They were like, "Excuse me, I helped." No, besides Allie, she was Allie was the only person that was like using her words. Mm-hmm. The rest, the rest of my family was. I mean, it was like they were betting on a dog fight. They were like. <laughs> They were hovering around, whispering shit in my ear, like, <laughs> like basically trying to rile the situation up to the max degree to incite more riot in the situation. Oh God, that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, that's so now I only have 0.25 points left for the night. No, you did it. You lost that. You gave it a 6.5. You explained all the points. No, I'm a quarter point down. Oh, okay. What does that go to? The last quarter point goes to when my cousin's dog left because I wanted to keep it. He had brought a really cute dog to the house. And that seems weird. That sounds like it was a pro and then you deducted because the night was over. You're penalizing the night for having ended. Yes. Interesting. Because then I was like having a good time. Very interesting. And then I wanted to like chill a little more and the night like ended like kind of early, like 8.30. Like everyone was like out. Well, they got there like 12. So it was a pretty long day. But I love Thanksgiving. It's definitely my favorite holiday. This year, like the stuffing was good. Jackie made the stuffing with baguettes. She made two stuffings. They were really good. She made two one with stuffings. The both were bad. <laughs> one was really good. No, the, the baguette one was good. But I wonder if it shouldn't have been with baguettes because it lost that like traditional stuffing flavor. Um, the other one was cornbread stuffing. It was good, but it was too sweet. I definitely liked the baguette one. Personally, I was really looking forward to her trying to do a baguette one with sausage in it. She was going to do andouille sausage Ew, in it. that's disgusting. No, which I was interested in because I had just had homemade gumbo last week. I'm like, it Where? Had, when I was in Texas, my friend from Louisiana oh, yeah, why cooked me gumbo. Why'd you go to Texas? Uh, I have like a good friend from this like program I went on in high oh, school yeah. who lives there. He grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's where Josh is. Yeah. Our cousin. Yeah. And he made like, like growing up, his like grandpa used to make him this like amazing gumbo recipe, like literally from like years ago in Louisiana. Yeah. And he made me gumbo on our so last Sammy's like, there. it's so good. It's from slave times. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I was into the the, the uh, stuffing possibly And being. then this year we did like a chiller dessert menu. My favorite, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert, Sam? Growing up, it was pumpkin pie. Yeah. Okay. Not mine. But it's not that I would not say that's mine anymore. I would say usually it's whatever I make because I usually make a dessert for myself. <laughs> and so, what would your just favorite dessert be now? The banana cream pudding that you made. Yeah, I mean, like I made a really good banana cream pie. Like banana cream ago. pudding. I made a banana cream pie two years ago. Okay. Last year I made a pumpkin cheesecake because I was really on my cheesecake kick. Oh yeah. And then this year I made the banana pudding because I'm like dying for magnolia pudding ever since Julian brought it to us, remember? Yeah. I have to tell you, I like, I don't know if I like like puddings and like custards as like desserts. Like I want to feel like I'm eating something, not like slurping down sugar milk. Do you know what I mean? Like no, I don't. you lose the sense of like eating. Like the fun of eating is like chewing. I don't know. It's like thick. Though. There's like, like vanilla wafers in it. It's like, like this is controversial, but like 
ice cream is delicious, but there's something like bad about about like licking and drinking it down. Ice cream is the best thing in the world. <sighs> I guess I would debate ice like, cream I is like, the best food invented, taste wise. It's isn't it too sweet for you? No, there's a, I'm like a, obsessed with ice cream. I think I would have. I would have ice cream never again if I could have. Would you choose here? Would you choose ice cream or pizza to have every ice day? Cream. I would choose pizza in a heartbeat. Yeah, no question. I would absolutely choose ice cream. Growing up, I would always choose sweet food, but now that I'm an adult, I would literally choose having sushi every day over having ice cream every day. Yeah, like I, it's just like it's not even that. It's just like I think that ice cream is just like the most delicious dessert. Yeah, I'm, but, not, I'm not sure that I would be able to actually withstand living on ice cream. But ice cream is something I don't think I could ever get. But doesn't it make you nauseous after? It makes me so, like, it isn't nauseatingly sweet. Do you ever feel sick after you have ice cream? No, Am I, like, like what, allergic to ice cream? What type of ice cream are you eating? That it's, like, so sweet for you. Just every time I have ice cream, I'm like, I can't have so much of this. It's, like, nauseating. No, I it's love so it. sweet. I love it. It's, like, so sugary. It's, like, Mom having, eat, like, like, frozen eggnog. What? Mom eats, like, six ice cream. But, like, I could have, like, I could have an entire, if I like didn't have the capacity to feel full, I could eat an entire pizza every day. I could have a dozen bagels, fresh bagels with cream cheese. I could have like that food. I could go. It's the sweet that it's like, I feel sick. You get so thirsty. You have ice cream. You need to like rent a water jug. Like it's so you get like, you know, you're, and then you feel like sick. I'm trying to like get where you are, but it's just not. Maybe it's because I have like Crohn's disease that I'm like nauseous from sugar. Maybe. I don't know, like late night snack, I would always go for something salty. Like I like popcorn, really. I love it. Yeah, no. I know that's a lame dessert. If I eat popcorn, I want M&M's in it. I go back because you don't know if you want to end on the sweet or end on the salt. So then you just end up eating like so much popcorn. Yeah, I'm like sweet, salt, sweet, salt, sweet, salt. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, anyway, I, I'm trying to think about like any reflections I had on The Tonight Show that would be fun to share right after. We did it, but I think I like summarized everything other than like it felt cool to do it and like be back there in a way that like I feel like I had found my voice more and was more, I just felt like I'd been like playing those, if those jokes were hits, I'd been playing them for longer than like the first time I did the show and what that meant to me. And there was something really comfortable and cool about going back and being really proud of the set and feeling like more of a pro. And it was so fun and being home with my family this week has been really fun too. And I hope everyone had a really great Thanksgiving. And thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. I would love for you to to leave a comment if you haven't. It would mean the world to me. You know, rate us, subscribe if you haven't. It really, really helps. And excited for a new season of The Ally Colbert Show. I know we'll have episodes out before Christmas, but... Hey, we're winding down. 2021 is winding down. I still fucking think it's 2020. But thank you guys so much. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and we'll do another episode uh, with Sammy soon. Yeah. Bye, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.